You're listening to The Secret Sauce Podcast, unveiling life's hidden recipes for success, happiness, and fulfillment by finding the unique ingredients that shape individuals' extraordinary journeys. Hello, my name is Jeffrey Davis. And I'm Lynn Bush. And we're here with The Secret Sauce Podcast for... Is this our inaugural fifth show? I think it I is. Think, I think it is. Uh-huh. So we should be, we know if you didn't bring me a cake, we can't blow out some candles, right, nothing. Right. <laughs> I hear we are out there changing some lives, though. We are hearing some people listen, and, yeah. and I, I, th- I think we're off to something great. Um, uh, Miss Santos was unable to make it today um, um, for a lot of the reasons we, we talk about this, you know. Um, to, to, to create those wonderful tacos and have available time. She's got to have employees that show up. And and in today's age, you don't even get a phone call. You just get no-shows, and that's what she got this morning. So as a business owner, you're never off work. Um, you know, lots of these entrepreneurs don't understand your your entrepreneur businesses take a lot more time than working your 9-to-5 job. And so, of course, she's up there. Yeah. Um, making tacos and working the front counter today. So, If you own a business, you work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Even as a therapist? Mm-hmm. As a therapist. <laughs> Do you get phone calls oddly? I get phone calls occasionally. My uh-huh. phone has always been open to my clients, uh-huh. and my clients have never abused it. And I tell my clients, if you need to call me, day or night, call me. I've probably had two people in 42 years call me in, in the night, both of them were, it was important. I've never had my clients abuse that privilege. Yeah. I, I have concierge medicine with my doctor, um, and I have his cell phone number. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I've, I've, I've called him or texted him twice um, when Jenna was, after Jenna had her baby. Um, she got a real high fever all of a sudden, and so I sent him a message, and, and he kind of guided us through it. And then mm-hmm. there was one other time that I, I called him um, um, <laughs> I'd personally called him trying to get him to tell me what was going on and uh, he, he helped work me through it and mm-hmm. uh, we were all better a couple hours later <laughs> concierge medicine is a great thing it's fabulous uh-huh. um, I don't know why it's not more popular with it. as hard as it is to deal with these insurance companies mm-hmm. I pay him a flat fee for a year uh-huh. and there's no billing to an insurance company I might still have insurance but they don't bill for their office visits uh-huh. and you know maybe I get prescriptions from them but and uh, of course you pay for uh-huh. those but if, if you have insurance you know your insurance covers a lot of your prescriptions but uh, if I'm sick I can go see him. Uh-huh. I mean, if I text him the office right now called Brandy at the office and uh-huh. said said, hey, I've, I've got a cold, I've got a runny nose and a fever. Uh, if I've seen him in the last couple of months, um, she might even just call me in a prescription. Hey, let's get you a Z-Pack uh, right. going on. When there was COVID going on, I was able to to not have to wait in line. I was able yeah. to walk in and, and get a test. And yeah. um, uh, if I needed something, he would have uh, helped me out there. I was fortunate enough not to, not, uh-huh. not to, we got COVID one time, but it was a real mild case of COVID and we had Evernectin. Did mm-hmm. I say that correct? Ivermectin. Iver, Ivermectin. I got it from, um, um, and, and so, so we were able to, mm-hmm. to, to feel better pretty quickly. And my, and my wife already had me on a regiment. We have a super smart friend that was telling us, Hey, you need to start taking, a little bit of this and a little uh-huh. bit of that and a little bit of this uh-huh. as COVID was happening and right. um, we took it. I, I, we didn't want to get the vaccine because, you know, we just believed that it didn't have the time to, to for someone to make sure everything was okay. Right. Um, and we have some 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 health issues on both sides of mm-hmm. our family that, that concerned us about mm-hmm. taking a, a vaccine that could have some long-term consequences. And so... We skipped it, um, and it was hard for a while. Um, you know, everybody wanted you to take it. Um, the government's yeah. secret sauce there was was pounded in your head that it was yeah. going to change your life and fix everything for you. And I don't think it did that. And, and they're it doing it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think the people will be quite as amenable to their demands this time. So you think if a mass mandate comes out, we're not going to listen? I don't think a lot of people aren't. Aren't going to wear them. Yeah. Well. Bothers me because I don't want, 
you know, I, I, I definitely think the, the, I think there was a lot of secret sauce to our past president. Um, I think putting our country first was, was important to a lot of people, including mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think fighting for us with our tax dollars was important to hear. Um, I, I think, um, I think him lifting as many obstacles as he could oh. to, to have some things done quickly was great, but was the, the, you know, there wasn't enough honest people, in my opinion, at the end of it to right. tell me what I was getting was, was safe or not safe um, to their best of their opinions, not their pocketbooks. You know, I, I read an article the other day that, that every big vaccine, you could follow the money back to oh, the sure. politicians that, oh, sure. That yeah. that instituted all the way back to polio vaccine when right. it was being pushed on everybody and there was some some gigantic complications. I mean, it was what fourteen shots at once, ten shots at once, nine shots at once. My brother's got the scar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I never got it. I was one year out of people having to take the polio vaccine. Yeah. Seventy four, they didn't give it. Yeah, I I had it when it first came out mm-hmm. because people thought, wow, because polio was a terrible disease and so. Parents were anxious to get there. My children. uncle I never met died from it. My mom's mm-hmm. brother died mm-hmm. from polio right. and was here at the, is right. it Killeen that had the the Scott and White Hospital that everybody in the world came to? It's out here in West Texas, somewhere yeah. to, it's not Waco. Um, it, it, it was, it's near Waco. Yeah, it's near yeah. Waco. Yeah. Well, I can't yeah. think of the town that it's in yeah. between, but uh, yeah, that was... You know, it wasn't as uh, that plague was definitely different than the one that we had with COVID. And so, I, I read that same article you're talking about, or one similar about how many things went wrong with that vaccine, uh-huh. and they kept it hidden. It was yeah. pretty interesting, especially being one of those kids that that got it immediately when it came out. So, I mean, what 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 what's the secret sauce to vaccines moving forward? I mean, do you take them? Yeah, I've got a. Got a good friend of mine who's who's if it hasn't been injected into people for ten to twenty years without issues, my kids aren't getting it. And so he right. fought the school district on, uh, yeah. and he went to Trinity. His kids went to Trinity Valley, which uh-huh. is a very private uh-huh. school here in the Fort Worth area. Um, and he fought one of the. He wasn't going to make one of his his kids uh-huh. take one of the vaccines because uh-huh. it hadn't been right. tested on people right. for long enough. Right. Yeah, and you know, since I was one of that generation that vaccines were wonderful if you could stick it in your arm i got it uh-huh. i got my flu shots i got everything yeah. but after this last debacle i don't know how i feel about it anymore i'm i have questions are you going to take flu shot this year probably not yeah i've, I've, I've yeah and i always have i've, I've always had i probably won't my wife wasn't mm-hmm. uh, a flu shotter and when we met we started trying i got her to start taking the uh-huh. flu shot uh-huh. Um, but but I don't know today. Yeah, uh, I yeah. don't I don't know if I don't know if I trust enough of what I'm getting to be be something that doesn't cause me pain in, in, in long term. So well, I get after, after we found out that the the COVID shots had some issues, mm-hmm. now I think we're all a little bit curious about how how are the companies managing yeah. the safety. I think we all have questions. I think it's like a hurricane. When it doesn't show up, all those people that prepared, mm-hmm. when the big one shows up, will be unprepared. Right. So, right. You know, how right. do you how do you get there successfully? Right. Yeah. That's what I think is great about my concierge medicine. Yeah. Uh, going yeah. back to it, you know, why yeah. that's such a secret sauce and why so many people should should try to find someone that could is because during COVID, I got real answers. Right. My, my right. doctor had had COVID three or four times mm-hmm. at that point because he kept getting it from his clients. He's, oh, I, I think he's had it less than a dozen, but uh-huh. I think close. He even got it. He's a um, uh, he, he, he gives. He's a big Christian and gives back to anybody that he can see. So he goes on a lot of missionary trips, uh-huh. and he went on a missionary trip during COVID uh-huh. to help some people out because he was a doctor. And then he got it in the third world country right. he was right. in, but. But I got real answers from real people. Even our pediatrician who was, um, we thought she was great. I think there's a lot of people in town that had given her some bad reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, but but 
she gave us some real, real answers during COVID oh, and why. Yeah. And, and so we didn't, none of us took shots and nor, nor would we let anybody get anywhere near mm-hmm. our kids with, uh-huh. with shots. Uh, on, on Dr. Drew the other night, they were talking about how many things had gone wrong with, with all the shots and with, uh-huh. so it's, you know, it's, it's something to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Would never have questioned it 10 years ago. Uh-uh. No, no. I don't think anybody would. Oh, no. Oh, no. They would have said, give it to me right away. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So so the, the government has lost some some credibility. I think so. And certainly the drug companies have lost some credibility. Speaking of some great credibility, um, nobody thought he would do it. Nobody thought he had the ability, nor his team. They thought they had the worst, the worst roster in, in the NCAA D1 division football. And Deion Sanders in the Colorado um, right. Buffaloes right. Um, beat TCU. Right. Uh, you know, I love TCU. I right. uh, was probably not the biggest Deion Sanders fan growing up because he he was he was he was brutal for everybody he played against. I mean. Uh, and then he got to the Cowboys, and I don't remember if I was a big Cowboys fan. I lived in Houston, so I probably was a right. Houston Oilers right. fan. But um, but what he's done was has been incredible. Um, and Michael Irving was was interviewed about him, and I think this was the strongest statement. I think some of the things that I got to hear him say afterwards made me pretty emotional because, you know, I, I believe in. I believe in people's ability to go do what nobody else mm-hmm. thinks they can. I've done it. I've seen some incredible people do it. Right. Um, it is, it is, it, you don't drive to do it because people said that you couldn't. He, he, we've talked about it before. He could see it. You know, when, when, when I became a, a, a millionaire, um, I had people ask me about the deal and I told them I, I knew it was coming. I, I just knew I had to keep going, mm-hmm. but I knew that day was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And and the way he talked to those people, you know, he kept telling them, we're coming. We're coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and his speech to his kids before getting out there on that field that day was, we've arrived. Wow. And we're mm-hmm. here. And so mm-hmm. go do, give mm-hmm. me, give me those two hours that you've promised mm-hmm. me and let's, let's go do this. And I think, um, uh, I think Michael Irving described him best. Um, he said, let me tell you something. Deion Sanders has been changing kids' life for as long as mm-hmm. I've known him. What he's doing today, he mm-hmm. should have been doing his entire life because mm-hmm. he was meant to be this person. Uh-huh. And I thought that was that was great, someone that knew him at his best. Right. And and really, what was the best in the league? Still, people believe he was the best corner to, to mm-hmm. ever play or safety. I don't remember. I don't no football that well. I know I like watching it, but he was a corner. He was a corner. Um, and and for here, Michael Irving and his successes mm-hmm. say, hey, yeah, this this is what he was meant to do. Yeah. He'd been changing kids' life uh, for yeah. as long as I've known him. Um, and I think that's, uh, you know, it it wasn't football. He just needed an avenue mm-hmm. to share his talent mm-hmm. that that God had given him, which was changing people's lives and. And I'm sure before he had stood on a stage and shared with people at a real estate convention or, a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a General Motors pep rally, um, his story. And, and, and someone gave him a chance to coach a football team. Yeah. And, and he realized, wow, man, I can change 100 kids' lives. Maybe some kids that come and watch it. Maybe some other people. I can mm-hmm. change some families. I mean, he's got this player that works, that plays for him, um, that was a number one recruit for the entire country. He was offered almost $2.5 million mm-hmm. in sponsorships to go play at other places. And he said, uh, they asked him how he got him. And he said, uh, we just showed him a future. Mm-hmm. Um, and his mama knew that I was going to take her boy mm-hmm. and make him a man mm-hmm. by the time he left. Um, and he said, after the game, his mama's texting me, telling him me it's something that he had been doing right, and she wanted me to talk to him about it. So <laughs> I thought that was that was great because um, you know, and it made me emotional because I believe in I believe that 
people come into your life to change your oh, life. I agree then. Um, I agree. I've I, always been a Deion Sanders fan. Oh, have you? Oh, absolutely. Now, yeah. you've, you've always been a Cowboys fan, so yeah, you knew yeah. when he was here and, and but, when he knocked the football away from you in one of the Super Bowls. So. He was always fun to watch. And his spirit. You could always tell he, he had a, a spirit that was positive. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where does that come from? I don't know. It comes from somewhere inside, he, and it's just there. He didn't have the easiest life. No, no, uh, no. You know, yeah. um, so how do people, how do people create that 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 spirit? Is it is it just something God puts in you and says, "Hey, this is your talent, and and you're going to grow up with it"? He was. I mean, I've heard stories about him since he went won the game from his junior high mm-hmm. career, his high school career. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was. She, they said he was a better basketball player than he was football mm-hmm. and baseball player. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was all state in all three yeah, of them. He was just a good athlete. No, he yeah. was he was great. Yeah, uh, and not just at, at being an athlete because that's just shooting a ball, throwing a football, was, knocking it. It's all the other mental things that you have yeah. to have. His ability to foresee the future mm-hmm. and know that it was mm-hmm. coming. You know, mm-hmm. he knew he was going to catch that ball at that corner uh-huh. that receiver thought he uh-huh. was going to catch. Um, he knew he was going to beat TCU. Yeah. He knew it. Right. Like he didn't just, we're dreaming of it. Right. He knew it. He knew it. And so, so how do you get there in life is my question. I've been thinking about this all week to talk to you about. So... Are you born with something in there? Is it given to you by somebody you meet? Is it given to you by your parents? Hmm. I think sometimes it's born in you. Yeah. But what if it isn't? You still have a chance to have it if you, if somebody you know can help you find it. Yeah, I definitely have some people that mm-hmm. have touched me along the way that mm-hmm. have helped me find it, mm-hmm. for sure. But I think some people are just born great. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Um, I think there's a lot of people born great that are sorry out there today because right. they just didn't, they don't they didn't use their talent that they were given to to go do it. They can uh, use it in a wrong way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think there's something that is in there that can be can be brought out with the right circumstances. So how does he inspire all these kids to be great? How do you teach someone to be great like like me? I, I'm not great, and I'm not trying to teach people to be me. But I think he deserves the right to mm-hmm. say, "Hey, you can be me," because uh-huh. uh-huh. um, he he's he's done it in so many different ways. So how do you how does he teach the, that incredible receiver to be great? Why did his mama want him to be the one to teach him? So there's something that he could see in that in that in that player. Mm-hmm. And he could encourage him, and he could, he could give him hope. He could give him direction. He could give him belief. I think believing in someone makes a difference. But there was two point five million dollars that believed in him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he went to go play for uh-huh. someone that had words, not dollars. Maybe that mama had told her son something about. $2.5 million isn't nearly as important as the right words in life mm-hmm. because the right words can give you more than $2.5 million if you use those words. Yeah. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. From, totally. Yeah. yeah. I've had people give me $2.5 million worth of words before. Uh-huh. It right. did change my life. Right, know? right, you know, right. It's just a, I need a, need a better direction or, yeah. or more encouragement or more hope, like you said. Yeah. You know, I think hope's a lot of it. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I have definitely my internal secret sauce is my inability to have endless hope. You right, know? right. I'm a hopeless romantic. I'm, right. I'm, I'm a right. hopeless parent. I'm a hopeless business person. I'm a hopeless friend. I'm a hopeless follower of God because just have continuous hope that things are going to be great and kids are going right. to need it and need encouragement and Awesomeness, you know. I, I, my son's in a new school, um, and I don't know if I ever came home with a report card that that said I was doing great. I always had my my my, my 
not necessarily the scores on the test, but my my social game and, and even in elementary school was no good because I got D's and C's and, uh, you know, minded and following orders. But my son, I mean, he wasn't at school 30 minutes this morning. And he got two, you know, claps or what the, the special things they give him mm-hmm. um, for being a good listener. And, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm just super happy that he's being challenged because I think if I was challenged more growing up, um, I think I would have been a better kid. Um, but what's interesting about you is you still succeeded. I had so, a lot of hope. So, yeah. So what else? What else helped you succeed with the, with the environment you were growing up in that was pretty difficult? So what else helped you, helped you succeed? It was certainly... God putting the right people in my life uh-huh. over time. Uh-huh. You know, I, my grandparents uh-huh. um, for a time, my, my my couple of bosses for a time. Um, and they were bosses, but they were more than bosses. You know, people talk about having mentors. And uh-huh. I don't know if I've really had a mentor because there's nothing about one person that right. I wanted all to be all of that. There uh-huh. was lots of things about lots of people. Uh-huh. That I wanted to be, but there was never, I never met someone along the way and was like, wow, that's, that's, that's who I want to be. I wanted to be part of them, but not all of Mm -hmm. them by any means. And so I think it was a lot of, a lot of people along the way. Um, Someone taught me to listen. Uh, And so I, I I spent a lot of time, I was a why baby for sure. I asked a lot of why questions Uh and I never Uh got answers to, but, Uh but. But as an adult, I could ask a lot of why questions and uh-huh. almost force people to to give me a response because I could, you know, I can pester the crap out of you if I need uh-huh. to. I'm a, you're going to give me a response uh, as an adult. I'm not. You're not not going to avoid me. Right. I just don't do right. well with that. And so, I'm um, getting responses from people and being able to use that to 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 give me hope. You know, I always looked for the the the. I, I I could tell you what could fail in success, right? right. But I always looked for hope, uh-huh. and so I did it simultaneously, um, knowing what could fail and trying to make sure it didn't, um, along with hoping everything would be right. Uh-huh. Um, and I I don't think you can have hope with that without the for, foreseeing the right. the difficulties that can be coming your way, so that you can overcome them and be prepared for them. Um, and if you can see the end, you can go through the difficulties. And that's the hope. Well, I'm ADD. I, I shop the grocery store backwards. And so, mm-hmm. yes, seeing, being able to see the end was great for me because mm-hmm. I can definitely work backwards and work uh-huh. the opposite way of, of most people to get to conclusion. Uh-huh. Um, I, <laughs> my wife and I went grocery shopping and I asked her, do you want to shop like me or shop like you today? Because <laughs> <laughs> I do I always, I, 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 I just shop backwards. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, lots of people with ADD do things uh-huh. backwards. Uh-huh. And so, uh, I don't know, maybe that's, that's been part of my, right. my benefit in life is, is being able to see it backwards. Although, I will tell you, I got kicked off the football team in, in the seventh grade uh, for math class, Miss Crenadin's math class. She gave me a zero on my math test because they they wanted you to to proof the problem, and so uh-huh. they wanted you to basically work backwards. And I couldn't do you it. Couldn't do it. I, yeah. I because I I could do mental math. That uh-huh. I could see, I could do 120 times. 365, and I could do it mentally and write you an answer. Well, uh-huh. she That's what I did on the test, and she thought I cheated. So <laughs> she gave me a zero. Um, but even back then, um, accepting people, what 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 they said I did was never okay with me. And uh-huh. so I, I actually went to the head principal's office. Uh-huh. Um, I convinced him that I was right. Uh-huh. Um, he asked the teacher to give me another test where it was just her and I in the room, and she did, and I got an ace on it. I don't remember. I, I got an A for sure, uh, and they let me back on the football team. <laughs> Seventh grade. But, but, but it wasn't like my, my, you know, that was, you know, I think it's where you learn in life you have to take care of yourself. You know, lots of people want, oh, yeah. want other people to take care of them. No, my mom gonna, no, nor my dad made, made one phone call yeah. to that school to get me back on that football You have to field. take care of yourself. You do. I don't think my mother ever made 
a call to a school ever, in grade school or high school or college. I, I don't think that ever, I, I, I think. I think there's a lot of people that complain for school that their kids come home and they're not yeah. taught how to be right. Independent. Uh, independent. Well, independent, just how to behave. Right. Well, right. How to respect other people right. and, and their stuff and their property. I think there's a lot of. A lot of issues. I think that's part of bullying at, at school. You know, you've taught all these kids not to to bully and not to say bad things to people and and all this. And so the one that that is the the idiot in the crowd gets to stomp on everybody mm-hmm. um, because nobody's been taught how to stand up for mm-hmm. yourself. Right. You know, I, right. I told my little boy right. about hitting the other day. I said, if you hit somebody, you take them all the way to the ground. They hit you. You're allowed to hit them to back, but mm-hmm. when you hit them back, you take them all the way to the mm-hmm. ground, um, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, don't touch me, mm-hmm. um, don't bully me, mm-hmm. and if you do, I'm gonna yeah. take you all the way to the ground. Right, and I think that's one of the reasons there's a lot more bullying because nobody nobody is taught to fight back. Yeah, yeah. Took them down. I, that's a there's a little Facebook thing that's every now and then pops up and that wording came from definitely that little girl she was mommy was asking her you know about what what did you what happened at school today and she said uh, little boy said he was gonna marry me mama so i had to take him down <laughs> she was trying to explain to him well you know maybe, maybe you don't have to knock the kid all the way to the ground next time <laughs> but i believe that in life you know that yeah. that you know you're not you're not gonna hurt me and if you do i'm gonna i'm gonna take you down I just think, you know, so, so, you know, I, I'm not, I don't want to be the person that you think it's okay to bully. It's not okay to hurt me. Not at all. Not, no. at, not now, not ever. So as a therapist, you, you would say it's not okay to hurt me. Right. Okay. Right. So right. I haven't been wrong all these years about no, that. No, no. That, <laughs> that's not a nice thing to do. Mm. And it doesn't make for a good relationship. Lots of people let people hurt them I all know. the time. I know. I mean, that's I, not okay. Yeah. Why? Why would someone think it's why? What? What gets someone in their life to think that being bullied in any facet is okay? I don't know. I really don't know because that makes no sense to me. It's mm-hmm. not okay to hurt someone, and it's not okay to hurt me. Yeah. I mean, people people hurt people, but it's not okay. You don't get to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why most marriages end? I think a lot of marriages end because people don't know how not to be kind to one another, how to be kind to one another, how to how to not hurt one another. Right. You know, a lot of times what somebody is, is seeing as hurt is the person hasn't intended to hurt them. They're just clumsy or they don't know what to say or do. So it, in marriage, you shouldn't take things personally. It's usually not personal. Wow, no, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, in a marriage, yeah, in a loving relationship, yeah, don't take things personal. Yeah, because the person probably didn't wake up and plan to hurt you that day. They're, they're just being careless or they're being clumsy, but they didn't intend to hurt you. It still hurts. Okay, example: <laughs> if I'm hanging a picture uh-huh. and I'm using a hammer to you know, put the nail on the wall, and the hammer slips out of my hand and flies across the room and hits you in the head. Uh-huh. And it makes a hole in your head, uh-huh. and it bleeds. That hurts. It wasn't intentional. Okay? But if you wake up every now, morning... Wait, wait. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Now, another scenario. Where I'm hanging a picture, I'm on the ladder, we're talking, you're across the room, you say something I don't like. I throw the hammer at you. Same injury, same blood. Uh That's different. That was intentional. That hurts. A lot of what happens in marriage is the first scenario. It wasn't intentional. It hurt, but it wasn't intentional. So those have to be handled differently. But if the person intentionally gets up every morning and hangs a picture and the hammer always slips out of their hand... 
and that at some point becomes intentional. I mean, if you're the same well, that shitty be, person that, seven days a week, even though you're not intentionally trying to be shitty, you're just shitty. Isn't that intentional? Maybe you're stupid. Okay. okay. Well, I think there's but, a lot of stupid people. There, there are a lot of stupid people. <laughs> I run people. into them a lot. <laughs> so the problem is, if you're going to be in a marriage, there are certain certain rules that you have to follow. One is to not be stupid. Yes. Okay. I like that your, one. Your marriage isn't going to work if you're stupid. That could be a great title of the book. Yeah. <laughs> you're don't, married, stupid. Yeah, don't be married, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I may actually Google that and see if I can pay for that online today. <laughs> we'll get to going on, on a book. Hey, uh, uh, what, were, what were the little Cliff Note books that yeah. Simple Stupid, what were they? Yeah, that, uh, that we all used. Yes, there was those yellow books. I don't, right. They don't even have Cliff because there's no need. You got Google today. That's your, your Cliff Note. But I absolutely remember reading Cliff Note stuff. Oh, absolutely. We also had classic comics. So you could read the classics in a comic book. So if you had a had a test over a classic, then you could read it in the comic book. <laughs> are you are you still a comic book fan? Uh-uh. Did you have a did you have a favorite Marvel comic book back in the I, day? I didn't have a favorite Marvel comic book, but I loved Archie and Veronica. Archie and Veronica. And Betty. Did I'll you have know? to. I, no, because okay. I wasn't a. I wasn't a. You know, I was thinking about the, that, to, you know, the other actually last night at home. Um, I don't really sit down on the couch or sit when I'm at home because mm-hmm. when we were kids, you needed to be moving. If right. mom and dad were home, you tried to stay outside right. so you weren't sitting on a couch. Right. Mom and dad were in hide. You at home, you wanted to be. If you were sitting on the couch, one of the my two parents were going to come ask you to do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so you had to look busy. Yes, you had to look busy all the time. <laughs> I, I saw a bumper sticker and it said, "Look busy, Jesus is coming." <laughs> <laughs> I saw a Facebook video of a guy uh, um, just walking around, acting like he was working and touching pallets, but never moving pallets. And somebody was filming him, and they were like, "This is a guy's full work day of doing nothing." Uh, I just, I, I've never been able to do nothing, but. Yeah. Right, right. It's it's hard to do nothing. My kids are hopefully like it. Um, we have our home time, um, but that's part of our secret sauce to parenting is is we we do stuff with our kids. Uh-huh. And uh, uh-huh. if it's the weekend, we've got two or three things that we're going to uh-huh. do, whether it's bouncy place, zoo, right. or yeah. museum, oh, or yeah. go yeah. to Mexico. We don't really go to Mexico, but that's what my kids call it when we go eat Mexican food. <laughs> Where do you want to go eat? I want to go eat in Mexico. Okay, well, we're on our way. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, you know, it's, it's fun for kids to go to museums and to go to different places and to go to just anything. It's fun for them, and a lot of kids... Don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. We've got one kid that plays, mm-hmm. and we've got one kid that's very aggressive about building things uh-huh. and blocks and trains, uh-huh. and, and he uh-huh. wants his own space to create. And uh-huh. um, he's fun to watch. You know, uh-huh. he definitely has that engineer's right brain. I've I've seen him stack all the box out of the all the the blocks out of the big box uh-huh. and create. We thought he was making houses, but he eventually told us he was making a bunch of boats. But oh, but oh, but uh. taking the round cube and the. Uh-huh. You know the cut cube and the square cube, and mm-hmm. figure out how to stack them all right. all the way up. It was it's it's a lot of fun to watch, and you know you you see uh, depending on the heat and depending on the what's going on outside. Now, this city, like no other city I've ever been in, if the Cowboys are playing, this city shuts down. Oh, like yeah. like oh, yeah. when we were running car oh. business here in town. Oh yeah. If it was a Saturday or or. or or a weekday game for Cowboys, nobody. Nobody's going to be out. Nobody. Oh, no. Yeah. So we, we try to stay busy with them. We, uh, we think it's important that they, they stay busy. We let them sit on the couch. I mean, we're not, we're not mm-hmm. the same for us. But. Right. <laughs> it's fun to watch them and see what their, what their potential is and what their gifts are. You know... I think about that a lot. You know, I want him to be president someday because I want him to go change a whole lot of lives. Mm-hmm. 
But I don't know if he wants to do that. Yeah, he might so, not want to do that. So we yeah. try to listen to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk to him about all the great things that they could become. But I'm certainly not in a spot where I believe it's it's time for me to start guiding them or start telling them. You know, certainly mm-hmm. maybe you have a kid in your family if you as a parent that maybe needs a lot of guidance on where they're going. I've got to, I'm fortunate to have two really smart kids. And so mm-hmm. I think my job is really to to educate them and let them guide themselves, right. I, um, right. which I'm fortunate there uh, with my kids. I know I've got friends that have children that that, that going to need a lot of guidance through life. Not that they can't be great. They're right. just going to need a lot of guidance. And my, my oldest is, is just driven. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, you can see it in everything uh-huh. he does. You can see how he interacts with other kids. But he's he loves people. Uh-huh. I mean, if we go somewhere... For ten or fifteen minutes, he's he's making friends. We went to the ride the the historic um, Forest Park Mini Choo Choo right, Train. Right. Um, no, we still haven't got on it. We've tried twice, um, both is it, times. Oh, is it full? N- well, the first time we went, um, the machine that printed the tickets, uh-huh. the internet was broke on it, so it uh-huh. couldn't access the internet to process your credit card. So we sat uh-huh. there for an hour and a half or so for it to. For them to figure it out, and we finally just left because mm-hmm. it was too hot. Um, you know, these 100-degree days right. are killers. And then we went last weekend, and we got tickets um, um, and waiting out there for, for an hour and a half. We were probably there two hours that day. Mm-hmm. The trains only run every 30 minutes, yeah. um, and we were two or three trains back by the time we got tickets. And mm-hmm. we were like, that's another hour and a half to two hours. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. no way, but... But my son, as soon as he got there, he wanted to go over to where the trees were, and there's a bunch of sticks on the ground. He played with them last time. And he was passing them out to every <laughs> kid that walked onto his little territory. <laughs> uh, he was getting them a couple of sticks to play with. And so um, I think he could be a great president someday. So he, he was already organizing um, some kind of a business of sorts. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, he, he asked all sorts of questions you wouldn't think uh, uh, a f- almost four-year-old would ask and he does he asks a lot about business stuff and yeah. how things act how things work you right. know why why this and right. why do you do that but yeah i think uh, i mean he didn't sell any sticks to any kids that'd have been funny give me a quarter right. but uh, <laughs> well he was he was letting them have a free sample to yes, see if he that liked was, them. that was it he was he was uh, my pillow guy <laughs> you like my sticks i got a big tree here i can cut down and give you a whole bunch of them <laughs> you know what's sad is how many children might have that kind of drive curiosity and the parents don't even notice it and so they don't they don't bring it out sad i had somebody complaining about about how young adult was acting um and it was it was every excuse other than bad parenting Mm -hmm. um and i think i think it's a lot of I think, yeah, there's a lot of kids out there that don't get the opportunity to to go be great because their mom and dad wasn't paying enough attention Mm -hmm. that they had a great one. Right, right. Uh, And they needed to be molded and they need to have the opportunity. I mean, how many great athletes have never got to play sports before? Because mom and dad were too lazy to take them to ballet practice or take them to... Even to notice it. Yeah, Yeah. to notice it. Yeah, Yeah. wow, Maybe you really hummed that baseball past me, or, well, you really mm-hmm. can spell. Let's let's see if mm-hmm. we can do something else mm-hmm. with that talent. You're great on a computer. Well, why can't we get you to to some fancy something that can make right. you really great on a right. computer? Right. But, you know, there's 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 so many opportunities today to do all those things with all the free programs, mm-hmm. with all the people that want to pretend they're giving people the opportunity to be great. I think there's mm-hmm. there's opportunities for the people that want to be in those programs to get in. Oh, them. yeah. Um, you know, you can take classes online from MIT if you go on YouTube. They're available. It's oh, free. You, yes. Yeah. I, I heard about that. Yeah. I wanted uh, my wife, she's super smart, and um, I wanted her to take a class from, wasn't MIT, maybe it was, Brown. It was Rice. Rice okay. University mm-hmm. was offering a entrepreneur real estate yeah. and commercial real estate 
class. So you'd get a, you know, a certification. Um, And I wanted her to take it. We haven't had the opportunity to slow down enough to Mm -hmm. to take it. But uh, I think that's great these days. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I've had, I've had some past bosses that went and took the, the nine month crash course at Harvard to, mm-hmm. to get a Harvard degree mm-hmm. uh, so that they could take their company public because um, yeah. they were, they were, they were entrepreneurs. They yeah. were, they were, I don't have a college degree, but I'm running a, a billion dollar company mm-hmm. guy. And um, when they wanted to go public, the, the, the Salomon Smith Barney, which was around back then mm-hmm. told them, Hey, you can't be CEO. You don't have the education and mm-hmm. the trust that public's going to need to to trust you um, just with no degrees. And so we need to find a new CEO for the company. And he was super offended by it and did the nine-month crash course. Mm-hmm. And then the market changed in 2008, and they didn't take the company public mm-hmm. anyhow. But, uh, you know, I don't believe an education is the secret to success. Now I do believe that you 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 have you were born with some greatness, and so you right. have some natural talents. Right. And if not unfortunate, but if you're one that that needs to be taught talents, then you need to recognize that it's time to be taught your talents. Mm-hmm. And 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 college could be a great thing. Uh, I, I'm going to demand yeah, yeah. my kids yeah go to college because there's for them there's no reason not to. I think I'll have enough. I think there'll be enough assets in our family mm-hmm. that that paying for their college won't be mm-hmm. any issue, whether it's staying in the dorms or, or right. paying for their expenses right. while they're in college. And so, for that reason, I I think it's worth four years or three years mm-hmm. of your life for me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I'm a, almost insist as much as I can that mm-hmm. my my children uh, do get that opportunity because. You're definitely going to get taught talents that that I can't teach you. Right. That the world's not going to teach you firsthand. Right. Um, and and if you pick up a couple of them while you're there, it, that that was a that's an incredible secret sauce you can use forever. And you get some exposure to things that you wouldn't get exposure to otherwise. Sure. I mean, you you read things you wouldn't read otherwise. You learn things, so that's good. I'm pretty hard and black and white on a lot of stuff, and so I don't have a. A great social game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like I have to have a whole bunch of friends, or mm-hmm. I just I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I moved around a lot growing up, so long term friendships just right. didn't happen. Right. But um, the school districts, even taking my child to private school, mm-hmm. um, they think the social game is is as important as mm-hmm. the the uh-huh. being super bright. Um, they don't recommend that you push your kids through school. Right. Um, you know right. the a 13-year-old doesn't need to be graduating high school because yeah. when they get into life, they're missing out on the dating and the right. life experiences. And yeah. not going to college myself and and being there for 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 other people that were going to college, you, they did have experiences mm-hmm. that would have been cool to have been in my life, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, never having the opportunity to slow down enough to, to yeah. do that. So, And you're exposed to teachers and adults that you wouldn't be exposed to otherwise. Uh, and that's helpful. I can only remember two teachers from my, my past. Miss Crinidan, which was the math teacher that mm-hmm. gave me a zero. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mrs. Farmer, which was our music teacher from K through fifth grade at Northampton mm-hmm. Elementary. <laughs> she, had, mm-hmm. she had red hair. I don't know. Maybe I've, maybe I've had a thing for redhead since maybe. since Miss <laughs> Farmer. <laughs> In my first year at TCU, my, in my introductory chemistry class, the uh, teacher had handed back the test that we had taken, and we were looking over the test to see he had scored them. And somebody in the class raised his hand and said, Dr. Lyle, you've counted some answers off that weren't wrong. Uh, and so Dr. Lyle said, well, bring, bring it down to the front. Let me see. So the the kid handed him the test, and Dr. Lyle looked at it, turned it over, handed it back to him. And he said, well, aren't you going to change the score? And he said, no. And the, the boy said, well, that's not fair. And Dr. Lyle said, life's not fair. Sit down. Best thing I learned at TCU. The sit-down part? or 
Life's not fair. Life's not fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that was worth the entire cost of the tuition. Yes, but but everything our 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 news and our government's given today is trying to tell you that life's fair and we're going to equal yeah. it out for everybody. Who sure you are. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Learning that life isn't fair is a really important part of success. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it yeah. should be part of what drives you. Yeah. You want something, go get it. Yeah. You know, it's I not wanted fair. a tennis racket in seventh yeah. grade, I mowed lawns until I got it. Right. And then I got grounded for going and getting it. And right. so I get where people don't want to because life that was an example to me in life that life will come back and shit on you mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. on top of your success. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um But you just keep going. Yeah, you don't stop. Right. You know, I, I you know, I I think I probably told my stepdad, I'm sure I did. That fine, take it. Mm-hmm. I'll go mow some more lines. I'll, I'll go, go buy another one. Get another one. Yeah. So right. so keep taking the damn right. rackets. Right. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you weren't you weren't gonna keep me down because I had God gave me free will. Mm-hmm. I had the ability. Yeah. 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 And I knew it. Yeah. And I had enough hope in my abilities that that you weren't gonna stop me. Right. Um, I right. could I could see life in the future. Yeah. Deion Sanders could see. It wasn't the win. He could see that the boys had the drive yeah. for success. You know, his. Yeah. I've never. I've seen. You've seen hundreds, thousands of people interviewed um, after a football game, mm-hmm. and he said, um, his son said, uh, they asked him, "Why? Why were you so good today? What made you so successful today?" And he said, "I had my dad's back." Mm-hmm. And and they asked, "What do you mean you have your dad's back?" I won, my dad wanted to win, so mm-hmm. I was out there doing my part to right. have my dad's back. Right, right. Uh, and I thought that was that was that was powerful. It meant to me that Deion Sanders wasn't just the shit you saw on TV. Right. His kids felt it. Right. right, uh, right. I've never heard someone describe anything as I have my dad's back, and yeah. I think if more people felt that way about mom and dad, uh-huh. I got my mom and dad's back. I got uh-huh. them. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm there for him. Right. Uh, I think it would go a long way in our society uh-huh. to, to make us all better, uh, and feel uh-huh. better, and be more successful. Um, you've got to get cover somebody's back in life. That's 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 just yeah. life, you know. Yeah. Whether it's your wife or your kids or, yeah. or your employers, you know. I think lots of people miss out on your employer is one of those people that you got their back. Uh-huh. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you're there and you're getting paid and mm-hmm. you want success and you want more out of your work, then you go give more to your work, you'll get out of it. Mm-hmm. People will notice, you'll get promoted, you'll get advancements, you'll right. get interest in it, they'll offer you to buy in as right. a partner. But you don't get those things, just right. being. Just being there. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people want, want equity for being. And, and, and I can't give it way. to you. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So what do you got the rest of the weekend? Anything exciting? Uh, this this weekend, I'm going to catch up on some things that I'm writing. I'm writing some things about marriage. Uh-huh. And so I'm going to do that this weekend. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and we came up with a name for your book today. Yeah. You're married, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> or don't be married don't, and stupid. Don't be married, stupid. Don't, yes. don't be stupid. Stupidly married. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I think it's a. I think it's a great title. You know, I, I think it explains a lot of stuff. It does. To it really does, doesn't I, it? <laughs> I, I tell people in deals a lot. Don't complicate it. Right. Keep it simple. Stupid. Right. Right. Because if you complicate it, you're creating objections. You're creating reasons for people to say no. Yeah. Make it simple. Yeah. Simple. Stupid. Yeah. You know. So. Uh, I agree with you. I think it's a great name for a book. I think it describes marriage. You know, if 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 you think before you talk, if you think before you do, if you right. think before your actions, stupid, yeah, you will be okay. If I say this, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, don't be stupid. Right. You know, you know, you can't say that and, <laughs> and have a good outcome from it. Right. So, and we're not all perfect. I, I make mistakes. You make mistakes. We're not but, all perfect. In fact, we're all pretty broken and messed up. But yeah. you know, that's okay. That's okay. I think it's okay. <laughs> well, thank you for your time today. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll have some employees show up to Miss Santos's right. business uh, next Wednesday, and we'll be able to 
hear her God felt story about her success and where she's going in life right. and and how she got there and 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 we'll get to hear no different than you and I've talked for five episodes. Um, she's got where she's got because of the amount of lives she's changed mm-hmm. along the way, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and she's going to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was part of what pulled me to her today. You know, I got to spend thirty minutes talking to her mm-hmm. today, yeah. and just listening to her. You know, she she has so much hope. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I heard her, mm-hmm. you know, talk about some things that weren't right today, and she was right. like, "It's okay. God has a plan for me. Right. We we know we're going to be okay, and 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 I'm going." Mm-hmm. And she's willing to take her life savings and her mm-hmm. paid off million dollar or so house and go throw it at what she thinks mm-hmm. is God will. And mm-hmm. and you know, I used to do it when I was in some dark places in my life. You know, I I've spent a lot of time feeding anybody that let me bring them food because yeah. I wanted to, to do something for somebody yeah. else and, and, and I needed I needed help but the only way I could fix myself was to take care of others and so yeah. I did I spent a lot of time feeding other people yeah. um, and that's what she wants to do she wants to uh-huh. feed people with her great food uh-huh. uh, and change a lot of lives uh-huh. and she uh-huh. needs more exposure for it so yeah. hopefully we'll have a Santos Tacos and the old um, moon pizza building in downtown Burleson soon. Right, so, right. But thank you for your time. I hope you have an incredible weekend. Uh, writing, if you need any help, don't hesitate to call. I can't spell, but I'd certainly give you some words. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a great weekend, too. Thank you. See you next time. On Secret Sauce Podcast. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Secret Sauce Podcast. Follow us on social media at The Secret Sauce Pod to receive daily encouragement on how to find your secret sauce to life.